What's up, Mama Boss? Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. I'm Stephanie Gass, success strategist and passive income queen creator. If you're ready to step into your God-led potential, create profit from your passions, and capture the success that is already yours, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more and connect with me over at stephaniegass.com. So grab that cup of coffee or fill up that glass of wine and let's dig in to today's show. Hey bosses, welcome to episode number 46, where we are going to be talking about freelancing, yeah, how to make money as virtual assistants or copywriters or social media managers and do the stuff that you guys already do, but instead of doing it within the corporate realm and doing it for someone else, why not start your own business as a freelancer? So we are diving into that today. I am so excited. We have a very special, very special guest, Michaela Quinn. Michaela is a wife, a mama, a work-at-home enthusiast, and host of the super amazing podcast, The Live Free Mama Podcast. She runs on giggles from her kiddos, kisses from her husband, and lots of coffee and candy. Yeah, she's our kind of gal, right? She's a former teacher turned freelancer, and now Michaela helps other moms leverage their skills and talents and turn them into a profitable work-at-home career that they love. You can find her in Kansas City suburbs, walking her kids to the park, shopping on the plaza, or busting out some Taylor Swift while stuck in traffic. I am so excited to welcome Michaela to our show today. But first, before we get into the content, I want to remind you guys that Passionately Profitable is now available as a self-study course. So if you have been dreaming of a way to monetize your passions, figure out what your God-led calling really truly is, and dig into how to create an umbrella brand and then create different passive income streams to feed that umbrella brand, this course is for you. We also go into money mindset and understanding all of the internal blocks that keep us from success. And we work on fixing the head game so that you can move forward into your greatest call on this planet. This self-study course is available for a very limited time at an early bird price because we just launched it as a self-study option. So if you're ready to transform your brand, your business, and become passionately profitable, head over to passionatelyprofitable.gr8, the number eight, .com, and I will meet you inside the course. All right, let's dig into today's show. I can't wait. We're going to talk about freelancing. Oh my goodness, ladies, I am so excited. I have a very special guest on with us today. We have Michaela, and you heard all about how incredible she is in the intro. I couldn't be more excited about this, and I cannot wait for her to dig into freelancing with us. So hey, girl, welcome. Hi, Steph. Thank you so much for having me, and I am so happy to be here. Yay, me too. So I think the first question that everybody's going to really want to hear from you is, what's your story? Like, how did you even get involved with freelancing? And then we'll kind of break down what that even means. Okay, awesome. So 
I my background is in education. I started as a high school English teacher. I actually taught for four years, and I loved it my first two years. But then my third year, I had my daughter, and I did not want to go back to teaching. Like the moment I had her in my arms, I just fell in love, and I was like, "How am I going to drop this little baby off at daycare and go to work?" And so that was kind of how I initially got started looking for ways to work at home. I went to my husband. I was like, I can't do it. Like, I need to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. And he was like, "Um, we have bills, Michaela. Congratulations. Yeah. You picked... <laughs> Remember when we were house hunting and you picked the house at the top of our budget? Yeah. You have to work. Uh-huh. So I was really mad and angry for a while at him. I mean, it wasn't his fault. It was just the crazy, you know, postpartum hormones going on there. And I finally, though, at one point realized there's got to be a solution to this. Like, I have a problem. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I don't want to sacrifice all of, like, you know, all of the things, the lifestyle that we were living. And there's got to be a way for me to make money from home. So I just started searching, Googling, like, how to be a stay-at-home mom, how to be a work-at-home mom, how to make money from home. And everything I found was scams, basically, or not, I mean, not scams, but it just, some of them were, but some of them were also just not great opportunities. Like, oh, go work at a call center and make $10 an hour. Like, I have a lot of skills and talents. I deserve to make more than $10 an hour. Sure. And then there were, were, was the MLM route, which I don't want to dog on MLMs, but my experience at that time with MLMs were, was only um, like people pitching friends and family, hey, buy my products, hey, come sell with me. And I didn't want to do that either. So I was feeling at a dead end for a really long time. And then just started telling people like anyone who would be like, oh, how's work going? I would be like, actually, it's terrible. I want to work from home. Like, what can I do? What do you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, help me. Help myself. You, help me. Yeah. <laughs> you you were expecting just that, oh, it's a great answer. No, instead, I'm like giving you my sob story. And finally, I told the right person, my cousin or my husband's cousin, and she told me about this website called HireMyMom.com. And it was just basically a job source board, which is where I got started um, back in 2016, about three years ago. And I just, it's a job source board for businesses to post like independent contractor, freelance type job positions for moms who are looking for flexible freelancing work. And I signed up for that and took me about six months to get my first client. And at that point, I didn't even really know this was a legit industry. It still kind of just felt like I... I don't know. It, I, I didn't really realize that there was this whole world of online business at the time. But one of my first clients gave me this task to research these Facebook groups and see what they were doing to get a lot of engagement. And she asked me to research that and then come implement a plan in her group to get it engaged. Right. And that's where I saw all of these people, all of these online business owners and business coaches and parenting coaches and bloggers and influencers that were looking for freelancers. Sure. And so at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, I am going to be able to quit my job. This is something that I can truly do and be that stay-at-home mom that I wanted to be. 
That is so cool. And I think that so many women are in your shoes because I remember I was in your shoes six years ago, you know, and I took the MLM route and all the ladies have heard my story with that, but it's, if there's a way, which there are endless ways, but this is such a cool venue because it's not, it's not technically sales, which so many of the work from home and online methods are focused on sales or commission-based. And so I love it so much. And so go you. And I think you've (laughs) tapped this market of moms that are just, they're screening for a way to make a stable income that's not so cyclical. It's not commission-based. And so I think it's just huge. I'm so excited to learn more about it. Explain to us what exactly is freelancing and what are some different examples of freelancers that you train and work with? Okay, that's a great question. So freelancer is basically just an independent contractor, meaning you're not an employee of someone. You are your own business owner. And lots of freelancers have a service that they offer other business owners. And you work on a contract basis or a project basis. And that can look very different depending on what someone's skill set is. So some of the women in my program, they do a lot of social media marketing in their nine to five jobs. So they come to me and they get started doing social media marketing for small businesses. They take the skills that they're doing in their nine to five job and just do it on their own from home. Some others maybe are really big into writing. And so they get into copywriting, you know, maybe writing blog posts or emails or website copy for different businesses. There's also another, a lot of women get into graphic design. Some of them, you know, do a lot of graphic design in their nine to five job. As a teacher, a lot of what I did, I was making PowerPoints and handouts. Um, I taught at a Catholic school, so I didn't get a ton of like, here's your curriculum. I had to create it. And some of that was doing graphic design and a very like entry level. If you're like, oh, well, I don't do any graphic design. I don't do any social media management or writing. Like those aren't my strengths. A lot of women start out as virtual assistants, which is where I started out. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is so cool. And I actually, I work with three freelancers. So other examples, I have a podcast editor that's a freelancer and I also have an Instagram manager. She's a freelancer and then a podcast publicist. And so I know there's so many different opportunities. Oh, and a graphic person. So they're right there for people I work with. And I'm sure you work with like 10 because you train them, <laughs> but it's limitless. I, it really is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There. So I've got a podcast editor. I have someone that does my Facebook ads, someone that does all of my tech and project management someone that helps with my email inbox. There's, I'm probably forgetting a couple people, but we've- I'm sure you have a VA as well. Yeah, I've got a VA. Um, She does some podcast pitching for me and um, helps manage the Facebook group and whatever little odd tasks I can throw her way because, I mean, being a mom and a business owner, there's a lot. And as I, I'm sure you can relate to this too. As I got started in my business- which was to spend like the why was to spend more time with my family. Yes. As I get started and started to get more success, there kept being more tasks and more projects. And I could either work 20 hours a day or I could work a normal amount, which for me is about, you know, 20 hours a week and have a great balance with my family and stuff still getting done because I have a team. 
I love that. So who hires freelancers? And obviously you and I do. So I think we can start there, but who else hires freelancers for the gals that are like, this sounds like it could be kind of a good fit for me. Everyone, everyone could potentially. Um, but the people that really are right now are people that are in the online space. So, you know, people like Steph and I, or other, like if you follow someone on Instagram guys and they're in that influencer niche, um, whether it's lifestyle or parenting or business or something, you know, you see the people that post where they get their fun outfits. I don't know if you do like the like to know it at all. I follow them and I had to stop because I was shopping too much. Yeah, that's really bad. That is bad, guys. Don't. (laughs) But I mean, we all probably have a team supporting them to help them, you know, get content scheduled and all of those things. But beyond just online business owners, there really is a market in your local community too, because small businesses, local small businesses are starting to hear about it as well, because to hire an employee there's a salary that goes into it. There's benefits. There's all of these other things that come with hiring a a full-time employee. And maybe they don't have the budget for that yet, or really they don't have the amount of work to sustain a full-time employee. So hiring a freelancer is a great option for local small businesses in your, in your local community because they probably do need help. Think about like the restaurants you visit. Go check out their social media pages. Are they dead? Are they posting regularly? If they're not, like reach out to them and be like, hey, I can help you. Or even um, like local boutiques. If they're not advertising sales on Instagram or, you know, just sharing what's going on in the store and sales and promotions and things like that. If they don't have an active Instagram, reach out to them and you can say, Hey, I can help you. And then even so local businesses, but even there's also a market for corporations like bigger, not local small businesses, but, and I'm not, I'm not talking like Microsoft or maybe they do, but other, other businesses that, they have maybe you know 50 plus employees ad agencies marketing agencies where they have a you know a physical location they also work with freelancers for specific projects and there's a market for that type of work on linkedin that's super cool i love the idea of of looking at the brick and mortar stuff too the stuff that's in your community because for me, those are the ones that I constantly see that have zero or very little or lackluster social media presence. Yeah. Like my and gym is the best gym in town and their social media is horrific. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. You don't know. I'm not going to name you. <laughs> Guys, if you go to Steph's gym and yeah. you want to be a social media manager, go pitch them. I mean, that's a great way to start. So there's there's totally like different pros and cons and different routes to find clients. We can talk about that a little bit more, but I think it's really important when you're getting started to be clear on who you want to work with and then make sure you are putting yourself in the position and in the place where that ideal person hangs out. That's so great. I love that advice. And the beauty of this too, I think Michaela, you'll agree is that as let's say you're an influencer, just because you're a social media influencer, it doesn't mean that you are gifted in all areas. And so for these women that are getting into freelancing, go look and then say, where do I see the need? Is it the graphic design? Is there copyright? Like a lot of the like to know it accounts, they have like zero caption and and they don't resonate with me at all. It's like click to shop. 
Yeah. Like you could be tripling your engagement if you would put the tiniest relatability to your brand. Right. And and tell the story. Like people want to connect with people they can relate to and tell us the story about what you were doing that day or why you picked that shirt or, you know, the memory you have of your daughter and that overly priced, <laughs> adorable outfit. Yeah. That I could fit to in middle school. Yeah. Totally. And so, yeah, I think that's awesome. I think everybody, especially in the online space, is using freelancers. So limitless opportunity there. Now, here's a question. I mean, what I'm definitely curious about this is how much could you earn as a freelancer? Is it lucrative enough to go full time at this? Is it something you really need to blend into like a whole portfolio? How does that look? Oh, that's a great question. So Ultimately, as a freelancer, you can earn as much as you want to or need. I have women that I work with that replace their full-time income working less hours from home. That was definitely my story as a teacher. But what's cool is you really can control how much you are working, how much you earn because you're setting your own rates and you're choosing how many clients you take on. Now, it's not as easy as just snapping your fingers and saying, ooh, I want to make $5,000 a month and then it happens. But you can start to kind of see how that is possible if you think about your your different packages. So um, for example, as a virtual assistant, that's where I started out. I was charging anywhere from $20 to $35 an hour. Right. And my clients would buy a block of hours. So let's say I was charging $30 an hour and they bought a package for 40 hours a month. That would be $1,200 from that one client. Right. So that is 40 hours a month. That would be like 10 hours a week. I'm making $1,200. That right there, this is going to be so sad. As a teacher, that was my take-home pay. Dang, that's after, so awesome. After I mean, that's, that's not awesome that that's what teachers make, but it is awesome to see that there's a swap there with a greater flexibility plan from home. Like, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, for that to break even, that was working 10 hours a week compared to as a teacher, I was working 55 to 60 hours a week, which just that math is insane. But that that's just one client. So then if I wanted to work... 20 hours a week, I could take on another client that another one that's maybe 20 hours a week. And now I'm going to make it difficult on myself, but that I would need to take on four more clients that were 20 hours a month. And I would be at my goal of working 20 hours a week. And that would be roughly $3,600 a month. Right. That's amazing. As far as having the flexibility from home, doing something that you've already done out there in the world, whether it's the graphic design or the copyright or the VA stuff. I think that that's amazing. And I would say, ladies, you guys know what I preach, tack on some type of passive income product to that, like a little ebook of how to get started as a VA or a little ebook of how to get started with social media marketing. And then you got passive income in addition to being an actual freelancer. Oh, I love that. I love that you pointed this out because that's one thing I preach to my women too. Like the opportunities of freelancing are limitless. Um, It's a great way to get started. Like if you're not familiar with how online business works, how to sell and make money online, this is a great way to get your feet wet and bring in some real income so that you can quit your job. But once you start like working with clients who have, have these passive income model businesses, 
online courses, eBooks, et cetera, you are going to learn so much so that when you get your, your idea for your ebook or for your course, or if you want to start a blog, you know how to make it profitable because you're helping your clients do that. And you're, you, you just, you learn so much from that. And I've got a lot of women that they start out as virtual assistants and then maybe they get into copywriting and start specializing in copywriting, or they go virtual assistant to social media manager to digital marketer or virtual assistant to online business manager. There's so much growth, but a lot of women also in that, in that path find like, you know, my passion really isn't Instagram. I'm passionate about parenting, positive parenting for newborns, or I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah, passionate about. Right. You can turn that into a profitable business and freelancing gives you that know-how. So there's just, the sky is the limit. And for me, freelancing was like the gateway drug to entrepreneurship. I mean, yeah, like look at what happened for you, right? You went from teacher to VA and to now you run this insanely successful community of other women that want to become VAs and do the freelancing thing, but you have this whole course system. So I think you just hit on something so key. It's if you get your feet wet by doing the background stuff, like like the freelance work, what more incredible platform to kind of intern for what you eventually really want to do or become or, or create the online platform from your passion. So yeah, that's super, super cool points on that. Next question I guess I have is why do you think, I know most of your clients and community are moms specific. Why do you think being a freelancer is just such a great option for mamas? Well, it's because as the freelancer, you really get to control when you work, how much you work and where you work from. For me, I wanted to work from home. And when I was just starting out, when I was a freelancer, it was very important to me that I was working around my kid's schedule. I wanted to do the naptime hustle. I didn't want to put my, my daughter in daycare. So I worked early mornings from about 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. I worked during her nap time, which was roughly 1 to 3 a.m. That was four hours a week that I could work times five days a week. That's 20 hours a week. If I wanted to work more and make more, I could, you know, squeeze in an extra hour in the morning. I could, you know, add a chunk on Saturday, but I could work from home around my own schedule and having that control and that that option to choose if i worked more if i worked less if i charged more was just so amazing for me and as a freelancer no one is expecting you to be or most people actually are not expecting you to be available from 9 to 5 they know all the women that work with me on my team i know some of them are working they're night owls and they get their best work done after their kiddos go to bed that's my podcast editor and some of the women, I know they, they're like me, they're morning women. They like to wake up and get in work before the kiddos get up or some are, their kiddos are in school. And so they were just looking for something that they didn't have to, you know, if their kids were sick, call in and be like, Hey boss, I can't come in today. Is it okay if I work from home and getting grief or slack for being the only person in the office with kiddos? Oh yeah. I remember those days. And I mean, talking about Naptime Warriors, like both Michaela and my kids are napping right now and yep. we are doing a podcast interview. <laughs> so oh, yeah. the flexibility of owning your own business, like whatever that is, I think is so important. Not having the boss and the freelancing stuff is so cool because like you said, it's 
there's not a set time to do VA work or to do social media graphics. You could do that whenever, whenever you want. Oh my gosh. Graphics. Like I would do graphics. I would do Pinterest management when I was sitting on the couch watching TV with my husband. I'm not a big TV watcher, but he loves TV. So I'd still hang out with him just with my laptop on my lap, playing in Canva. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Would you say that this is a reliable source of income? Because I think that's the other piece of the struggle for mompreneurs is MLM, very cyclical. The retention's hard. The sales piece is difficult. You know, the passive income stuff, it takes a while to build that up because you really do need the following and the presence. So how is this in comparison to that? Would you say it's reliable when you first get started? And what does that look like? Absolutely. So it'll take time like anything to build up, but the value of a freelance client is way more than, you know, the commission you would make on a MLM product. So like most clients, it's, I would say on the low end, a $300 package a month up to the high end could be 1500 plus a month. And the key for it to be reliable and stable and consistent is to create packages that are recurring packages, meaning that it is a service that the business owner is going to need month to month to month. Like virtual assistant, if you come in and you take over these 10 tasks for someone each month, they're going to need that going forward because you're saving them so much time that they're now getting to expand and grow their business. Mm-hmm. And as long as it is a great working relationship, they are going to keep working with you because to find that great, reliable assistant is hard. And once they've got a great thing going, they're not, they're not going to let you go. I know one gal on my team, I've been working with her for over a year and a half now, and her role has just changed and evolved and grown as my business has grown. Mm-hmm. And everyone, there's one person I do, I work with like as a one-off project based, and that's just some light video editing, but everyone else it's monthly recurring. And that just means you, you kind of come in and you do the work in the beginning. You put yourself out there in the beginning, you do the work to land clients. And then once you land them, if it's retainer work, recurring revenue work, it's going to, you're going to be able to rely on that income month to month. Now things can happen. One client could be not the best fit and you could choose to say goodbye. This isn't working. Or they could say, Hey, you know what? You're missing deadlines. Hopefully you don't miss deadlines. Um, but if you're not working out for whatever reason, like I'm going somewhere else. But in that case, that that's just one client out of four. So you know that you, you've already landed clients. You can replace that client. And it's much better than starting out at square zero if you're working one job for a local company. And then they're like, and by the way, you're getting laid off because for whatever reason, our business is downsizing. You're at zero. So freelancing really can be more stable and consistent than some of those traditional nine to five jobs who, if, if you lose that, that's your one egg then, or that's your one, like all your eggs are in that one basket. Yes. Whereas freelancing, you've got, got multiple. And some of the services that lend to more recurring work are like virtual assistants, social media management, podcast editing, copywriting and graphic design can, but I typically see those be more project-based, like one-off type work. Sure. What are some of the tasks that like a social media manager might do? 
Oh, yeah. So one of their first tasks would be most likely to either do an audit of the social media account or create a strategic plan if it's a new a new account, which that kind of sounds scary, but it's not like an audit. It's just looking at the account. And there's tons of free resources out there if you look up social media audit or um, you know, create a s- social media strategic plan. Like you'll find tons of resources. You can actually actually check out my Pinterest board. I've kind of curated all of these different articles and blogs to help with some of that skill stuff. Yep. But the audit is just going to be looking at the account and seeing, okay, what is what is the account owner doing well? What are some opportunities for improvement? What are things we've posted that have gotten great engagement? Where where are we not getting engagement? And looking at analytics and setting goals. And then the strategic plan is going to be taking that audit and then creating that overall strategy, that overall plan aligned with the business's goals of how to accomplish that. So the strategy plan is just a one-off thing, but then you would use that to then say, and I can implement this plan for you monthly, which would look like sourcing the content for the Facebook post, um, writing the captions, creating the graphics, things like that, and then maybe posting it in real time or scheduling it through a third party. And then Mm -hmm. some social media managers also do engagement. so. A lot of business owners don't have time, especially as their business grows, to sit there and comment on or right. respond to like everything they get or every Facebook comment. Yeah, yep. and so someone on their team that just does the the commenting and re- re- responding back, like genuine, real comments with their followers. That's awesome. So I think you know because that one I feel like would be at least to me, it's like, well, that could be so many things. So that really helps clarify. So really, there's just literally any option for being a freelancer. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So how does somebody get started? They're like, okay, I think I have a skill that I can get out there in the marketplace. I can help a business or an influencer or a blogger or a podcaster. How would they even get started? Like, What do you think the first steps are? Well, the first step is really truly to get clarity on what your service is. Are you going to be a virtual assistant? Are you going to be the jack of all trades person or the Jill of all trades person? Or are you really going, are you starting out at, you know, in a, with a specialty? And I recommend starting with where your skills currently are. If your nine to five job is marketing, start doing marketing as a freelancer. If your nine to five is copywriting, start there. If you don't, if you're a teacher, if you're someone like me or you're a nurse, or maybe you're a stay at home mom right now and you're like, the only skills I have are, you know, changing diapers. Yeah. <laughs> like you mamas are managing that house. You're super organized, detail oriented. Start with, where your skills naturally are. And so the first step is just to get clarity on what service you are going to offer. After that, you got to think about where are you going to land clients? Um, Are you going to go the Facebook group route? Are you going to go the job source board route um, like I started? Or are you going to go locally? And once you kind of figure out where who you want to work with and where your clients are, you got to just start connecting and start networking and start pitching your services. And from there, once you start pitching, that's where you'll see you will land a client and you will have a actual business at that point because you'll be getting paid. Yeah. That sounds like so simple and amazing, but I'm sure some of the ladies are like, but wait, more help. And I know Michaela, you have 
you have so many resources for this. Like if you guys are wanting to do the freelancer thing, like Michaela is the queen of this stuff. Like she teaches, she has courses on it. Her podcast talks about it all the time. And so Michaela, like where can they, if they're going, if their wheels are spinning and the ladies are thinking that this is really their forte and they want to get started here, like where can they find you and find some more info about this whole arena? Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking that. I would love to help you ladies. If you are wanting to learn more about freelancing, or if you're, you're thinking this is for you, my website is just MichaelaQuinn.com. I spell Michaela M-I-C-A-L-A. Quinn is Q-U-I-N-N. And there you'll find all of my resources. I have free resources. My course is there. My podcast is there. And I've got a ton, but I have a ton of free resources to get you started. Maybe start by just checking out the podcast. It's the Live Free Podcast on basically all the podcast platforms. That's so amazing. Well, Michaela, we've learned so much from you today. And I just want to say thank you for kind of stepping out and taking the the leadership role and realizing there's this need and there's there's this niche that's calling to me. And I just want to say you're doing amazing, incredible things. I've loved watching your growth and following along. And I'm just so excited that you've been able to teach us and pour into us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. I hope you guys loved that episode as much as I loved interviewing Michaela. I learned so much about starting a freelance business. And I think that's a wonderful option for so many people. So I just hope that you loved it as much as I did. And it got your wheels spinning on potential either for you or someone, you know, and Hey, gorgeous. If you didn't know this, I'm going to let you in on a really amazing secret. If you head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show, you get a pop-up right there on your phone or on your Apple CarPlay in your car as soon as the episode is uploaded. So major hint, a lot of the times I upload the episode the night before. If you want to be the first to know when a new episode airs, be sure to hit that subscribe button over on iTunes and you will be in the know. I'm going to sign off today and leave you guys with an abundance prayer. I pray over you right now that you are intentional about creating a life by design, that you make the choice to live well. I pray that you are fueled by passion, that you are fueled with any and every resource that you need to grow your mind, your heart, your spirit, your soul, and your time freedom. Because ultimately, to me, time freedom means success. I pray that you get in line with spirit, with God, with your greater power so that you can have the most incredible destiny here on earth. And really, what are you waiting for? Your greatest potential is right on the other side of fear. So signing off, as always, love and light, Steph. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, if you'll head over to iTunes, the mompreneur mastermind show and leave a review and subscribe to the channel, that would be awesome. And I'd love to connect with you over on social media. My handle is at Stephanie gas. I'll see you soon. Praying light, love and abundance until next time.